Do you have a daydreamer at home? Do you wonder if maybe your bright kid who's unfocused really has inattentive ADHD? Well, let's dive into exactly what inattentive ADHD is. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today we're talking about the difference between having a daydreamer and a child who has a clinical issue like ADHD inattentive type. So let's dive in. We're talking about inattentive ADHD. It's way more than just daydreaming. And you may have a daydreamer at home. I was a daydreamer. But as you've heard me talk about, you could be a daydreamer in the 80s. You could be a borderline juvenile delinquent in the 80s. And there wasn't a record of it. So we're not encouraging any of those things. It was just a different time. If you're a parent like me who grew up in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, you know, we didn't have the same kind of pressures. There's lots of good things that kids have today, but it was different. So you could have more space for daydreaming. I think people didn't pack in and cram as much. So if you're new to me and you are looking for support, join our free Facebook group. You can go to www.drrosanne.com and join forward slash group and join our group and be with other people in a tribe like you and me who are looking for ways to help your child's brain be more alert and be successful. So as we talk about inattention, let's talk about some of the common signs of inattention. It certainly can look differently in everyone. And there are a multitude of reasons if you think your child might have ADHD, I have a great quiz. You can go to drrosanne.com forward slash ADHD quiz, and that will have some information. You can find out if it's ADHD or something else. But here are some common signs. Number one, being easily distracted. I think this is something that I hear a lot, that your child is highly distractible. I've even had people say like they're, you know, can get a piece of paper can get their attention elsewhere. I think there's a lot to think about behind what's behind that because some of my brightest kids are bored. So we're going to dive into the symptoms and then how to tell what's different. Difficulty sustaining attention during tasks or play, particularly during play in areas that they're interested in is a big red flag that there's clinical issues. Missing details, careless mistakes. So I am very much personally a gist and then details kind of person. We all process differently. And sometimes kids can miss the details because we're not giving them an anchor. It doesn't mean there's a clinical issue, right? We have to look for a pattern that no matter how you present it to them, they are missing details. They are avoid or reluctant to engage in tasks that require a sustained mental effort, like things that are hard. So if you have a child that's constantly an avoider, some kids are really good at avoiding things. It's always impressive how they get away with it. But they really are like, wow, that's just too hard. There is something going on with your child. And maybe it's ADHD. Maybe it's a learning issue. You want to make sure that you are paying attention and looking and understanding why. So they frequently lose things required for tasks. Forgetfulness, usually it's because they aren't paying attention or they have a poor memory. Uh, Both are concerning and it could be a learning disability related to the memory or it could be they just never paid attention. 
forgetfulness, sign of inattention. Are they forgetting their routine? Are they forgetting because again, they're never paying attention? Kids, even when you get into school and about six weeks from the beginning of the school year, kids should have mastered the routine. That's why teacher conferences don't happen until October or six weeks, wherever you are in the world, because some schools go back in early August in the United States or in other countries have different timelines. But that's why those conferences happen later. We want to see what happens in there. Kids can have a hard time with following instructions, completing tasks, note-taking for older kids, right? So you heard all these inattentive symptoms. You're like, yeah, Dr. Rowe, check, check, check. I've got an inattentive child, okay? How do we know when it's beyond daydreaming? And I literally was a daydreamer. And I just remember being in school. And and I, I could have had ADD. I just like did so much neurofeedback even before I had my own brain map. I can't even say that that was the case. But I definitely am a very bright person and was just... All I recall kindergarten through 12th grade is being bored, like bored, bored, bored. I just would read books or daydream and did what I had to do at literally the bare minimum. So again, I'm not recommending it, but we have to think about we have a really bright person. And I graduated early from my doctoral program. So like, I clearly am not a slouch, you know, three graduate degrees. And that's my story. So we have to look at what happens with your kid. So... What's the depth of their inattention? Is it extreme? Is it a little here and there? Is it only when you're doing certain things? Is it across the board? Now, we know that kids with ADHD can hyper-focus on preferred areas of interest like it's nobody's business. It's actually a superpower. But we have to look at where does that inattention, how does it actually manifest? What does it look like at school? What does it look like at work? What does it look like at home? We also should have relationships in there. At school, is it interfering with their performance? Are you noticing that they just want to quickly get through with a writing task, right? That tends to be a big area. Or are they looking to just read and be done and then they don't remember anything? Now, are they dyslexic? So, you know, I always talk about John Carlo and he's a dyslexic with off the charts, unbelievable executive functioning. I don't know what I would do with him if I didn't have him. He's literally like, did you turn in the form for me to attend the field trip? You know, like he's my executive functioning. I have great executive functioning. He's just off the charts. He's known to re- reincarnate it. But he will read things because of his dyslexia and say... I don't remember that. Now the strategies are kicking in. He's learning to scaffold it. He's, you know, using a mind map and it's, he's able to get it. That's how you see it's not an attention problem. He can use his tools and it remedies it. So that's helpful. We have to look at what are the cognitive implications of not having focus. What does learning look like? And learning isn't just in the classroom, even though that it's probably going to be most observable there for you in a lot of ways, because you're getting teacher feedback on some of the harder things. What does homework look like? What does homework look like after school? What does it look like on the weekend? What does learning structure and routines at home look like? That's when we start thinking about, wow, maybe there's something else going on. So let's talk about how to support and manage inattention. So there are a lot a lot of things. 
there, we're going to start with a big one, which is behavioral therapies and interventions. So we often ignore behaviors and we like to go right to psychiatric medications. And ADHD, there are many reasons why a brain is inattentive. And sometimes there just is a whole other world of things that you're not looking at that can really be a game changer. And people fly in all the time and they want to talk to me about the things that aren't working and how fearful they are about this step. But behavior is often not looked at. It is hard to find a really good behavioral therapist. And sometimes you can get the support at school if your child has an IEP or a 504, but it all depends on what kind of provider you have access to. Organizational tools and techniques. Key is being consistent. Don't just try this for a week and give up. Give it some time. If it's a heck no right out of the gate, it's probably not going to work. But sometimes kids are resistant and you really need to make sure you're sussing it out. It's a good fit. Example would be how you're structuring your morning or your afternoon. Right? These are really important things. You want to have a constancy. And kids are going to need a constancy and a level of reinforcement three times that you think it's going to be because of their learning and processing. Educational accommodations and support and this amazing free guide that you can go into the notes and you'll be able to see it in there. But sometimes your kids need support at school, but also make sure don't put everything on the school. You need more than that. So lots of nutritional supports. I have the word benefits next to it. There are so many benefits of powering up your brain with the right food that I could spend, write a dissertation or two on it. But Getting the right supplements, getting the right power foods in there, protein and fat being some of the best ones. Of course, a rainbow of nutrients, things like magnesium. You go to drrosanne.com forward slash magnesium to get on, get some of our magnesium because it's amazing. But there are a lot of different ways that you can get nutrients to power up the brain. And it happens quicker than most people think. Most people are resistant to it because one, they feel it's hard, but two, they feel like it's going to take too long. You can feel different immediately. Like, you know how you feel when my bestie and I get our gluten-free apple pies. We know, Shelly and I, that we got to take a nap, but we do it. But I'm not going to have a gluten-free apple pie on a day where I need one of my 12-hour days, right? That is helpful. Hey, parents, looking to turn those stressful days into moments of calm focus? Well, that's exactly why I created Neurotastic Multimag Brain Formula. It's the brain booster that helps kids and parents stay centered and sharp. It's not magic, it's science, and it's just a spoonful away. Bring the balance with Neurotastic. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash magnesium to get special subscribe and save discounts with, of course, amazing gifts. DrRoseanne.com forward slash magnesium. So you're parenting a child with inattentive ADHD. What do you need to do? So one, you're recognizing these signs. The earlier you address them, the better you shape the behaviors quicker. You want to have structure and routine. Super important I say super important a lot, but I say it a lot for structure and routine. You want clear and consistent communication. I just had a family come out and do an intensive with us. And they said the number one thing that they realize is they talk too much to their kid. 
That's not uncommon for people to say that. It caused confusion. You need a consistency and a clarity. And you need to, to, you know, when your kid is not paying attention, they're not hearing the beginning of what you're saying. And then if it's too long, their brain is like, turn it off. Just like when I sat in, in math class in the 80s. You uh, want to make sure that you're reinforcing desired behavior. So you're not like, I told you not to do that. You want to say, wow, I really love that you tried to make your bed. Like, fantastic. I have a really hard time with making my bed. Here's a tip that helps me. That is a very different way that that lands. And I don't think people know how important that is in developing the kind of behaviors we want. you got to reel back your frustration. We want to support emotions. This is one of the biggest gaps in parenting that I see. Like we get so caught up in feeling frustrated and scared and we can get caught in a negative loop. We want to really make sure that we're supporting our child's emotions and checking in and using, you know, really fostering that, helping them understand perspective taking, making sure we're, they're not developing feelings of inadequacy or self blame, which happens automatically if we're not trying to counter that. The moment you have a child that struggles, these are going to be harder things for them. We want to address self-esteem issues, as we've already kind of talked about. We want to really build that resilience and self-awareness. Resilience means you've got grit. You're able to tolerate stress. You're not avoiding stress. You have coping skills. And stress can impact our attention and attention can cause stress, right? Inattention. So building coping skills, helping them be more self-aware and not as reliant. So we want to put those bumpers in. We want to use the strategies. We want to have great communication with our kids so they can start building awareness. I had a wonderful mom come out this morning. She comes out for every brain map from the West Coast. She doesn't have to do that, but she does. And she is just a rock star. Like she's like, I'm doing it. I'm going long. I'm getting here. And what she does for behavioral support is inspiring. Having a kid that was really impulsive, instead of saying, don't touch us, don't touch that, she says, touch us, touch that. And really now we're getting to the point where we're actually talking about this. What can we do to really foster perspective taking? What can we continue to do to develop the coping skills? Because they really are. How can we continue to improve the connection between him and his sibling? Because it's really fostering and developing so beautifully, which my gosh, as a mother of multiple kids, you just want your damn kids to get along. So this is a long game. You got it. You can do it. I hope you're understanding daydreaming is something people can do. It's not a clinical issue unless it really causes consistent interference with some level, relationships, school, home, personal development. And if your child has a problem, you can always go to drrosanne.com forward slash help. We have a solution matcher that matches you with a variety of the things that we offer, including we have these amazing parent kits, which are jam-packed. We have our calm brain community. We have our magnesium and soon-to-be other supplements in our neurotastic line and our one-to-one program. So we're really working on providing more support as one special needs mom to another parent of a child who's struggling, we need help and we need accurate help. And I hope that today you gain something that is helping you to gain clarity and to take action. Parenting is 
hard. And there's many ups and downs when you have a kid who's a daydreamer, maybe unmotivated, lacks focus. And if they have a clinical issue like ADHD, inattentive type, that means their brain works differently. They need different kinds of support. So I hope today you took away that it's going to be okay when you find the right solutions, you stick with them, you're consistent and get off that worry train. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at.